Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very first edition of the Fight Society Throwdown Podcast. My name is Jim Amata, of course, your play-by-play commentator, and at this point, I am a little nervous to be at the table here with the one and only Troy Wards, a uh, a real unique equation, if I can say that. Troy, we heard you talk. You barely said that. I'm going to have to ask you, when you returned back to McKeesport, Pennsylvania a few years ago, what was it that motivated you to get back into a fight society ring? James, I had unfinished business. Did I have fight society champion? Did I have titles? No. Seems like I was all but forgotten about. I had to come back and remind people just who I was. Well, certainly your resume does speak for itself in many ways, and of course, being a former fight society... You know what it does, but I'd like to hear it. Being, well, I was getting there. Let's hear it. Being a former fight society heavyweight champion... Mm-hmm. But you, you have... Who beat me for that? No one, which we're oh. getting there as well. Okay. Listen, brother, I'm all with you. You mm-hmm. certainly have a point. I just don't like the way that you've gone about it here in recent months at the Battlegrounds. No, I'm sorry. You tell me how I should go about it. How about, yeah, you tell me what to do, and I'll just sit here and listen. Is that what this podcast is going to be? This is going swimming. Listen, Troy, you wanted your platform. I'm giving you a platform. You came back here to the fight side. You made an impact immediately. You've had some barn burner contests, but you had 16 years of experience prior to this. How do you think those 16 years throughout your time in professional wrestling, both inside and outside of the fight society, around the Pittsburgh area, you've really been a cornerstone, one of the most technically well-versed, one of the most accomplished. You've won championships in multiple divisions, multiple promotions. How has the 16 years of your career brought you to the point that you are today? Those years have molded me into what I am today. Without that, without that time spent in Pittsburgh, there's no way I'd ever be Fight Society champion. I would never be where I'm at right now. What would you consider your most important lesson in those 16 years? Most important lesson you're making me think, Jimmy. I go back pretty far. What's my most important lesson? It makes me think when I was back in school, I was there back in training, T Rancho School, and I'm there with Dean Rafford. That's how far it goes back. Dean Rafford's there. We're all there at the beginning. I'm there, you know, we're going through, we're showing us the ropes. And who shows up? The maniac Matt Bourne. Doink! Yeah, I'm, I'm aware yeah. that's that's who it is. And he lives up to that name, Maniac Matt Bourne. What he saw, didn't really care for. And at that time, for the hours that I'm there, I have never sweat as much. I was never physically abused as much as I was in the time that I was there at that school. And it just made me know, deep down inside, that pain is the greatest motivator. And I've held that with me for these past 16 years. And it's really helped me. It helped me when I had... A broken arm uh, we'll, we'll in a half-hour last man standing. That's really what pushed me to be the last man standing and be the Fight Society champion. So clearly you've brought up his name, Dean Radford. I can see in your eyes that you just the mention of his name, it incenses you and infuriates you. I have to ask you. I mean, listen, we're going to get down to brass tacks here. We're going we're to get into a lot of different topics here, but you brought it up. I'm going to give you your chance to speak on it. Why were you the man that derailed Dean Radford's chance at getting a shot at the Fight Society Championship? You, 
you've been here for every Fight Society show, right? Yes, I have. Because from what you're saying, it doesn't seem like you have. Sure. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit confused. See, I don't like how the scene... I have to be the one that's asking the questions. Is that how this interview is going to go? I, I'm See, assuming who was so. The one? Who was the one that took the Fight Society championship from me? Didn't beat me, but physically took it from me. Okay, who... It, who if, if you want to be confrontational, we'll get I into just, it. I just want an answer. I, I will since, since you don't want to who? follow a format, we won't follow a format. I, I'll, I'll, we'll just go there. You broke your wrist mm-hmm. in a thirty-minute classic matchup mm-hmm. against Patrick Hayes, which, by the way, I'm the, the one that uh, put unbeatable. together. He was unbeatable to that point. I'm the one that put everyone together in Fight Society. Everyone today brought in could not beat him. I beat him. Oh, one arm, right. half hour, last man standing. But after that, who took? My title away from me. Who didn't pin me? Who took it away from me? Wait a minute, Troy. You're, you're getting... The, the propaganda is going to have to stop. Let's just take this one okay. point at a time. here. Number one, Dean Radford was the commissioner of the Fight Society at that time. Mm. You were going to be on the shelf for six months. What other choice did Dean Radford have than to strip you of the championship? You think a time frame was discussed? You think I went in, had surgery in like six months? No. We had no idea what the time period was. We had no idea what was going to happen to me. The only thing that Dean Radford knew was I had that title. I had a title that he didn't have. See, Dean, he likes shiny things. He's not that bright. He especially likes belts. It's what would be known as a belt mark. I'm sure you know well. He needed that title. I had the title he needed. That's the only reason why he came back into fight society. That's the only reason why he came out of his, I'd say, at least 13th retirement. Because he came back to actually win a title that I want, to do something that he knew that he couldn't do. So to go back to your dumb question you asked me, I cost Dean Radford? I don't know about that. I feel like he started this. I'm just adding to it. I'm writing my own story now. So, so you, you sincerely believe this is a conspiracy against Troy Ward? Oh, it's a conspiracy, yeah. From Dean Radford. What was, he, what, what was his title? He was the commissioner, the commissioner of chaos. The, it was commissioner of chaos. That sounds like a made-up title to me. I like that he gets to be the commissioner of chaos, but then when he feels like it, he could be into a battle royal, he can get a title shot, he could do whatever he wants. He I was ready. He, I could have been, hey, Beast Brawl, I could have been there. You want to talk about your time frames when I was ready? I was ready to go. Fight Society called me? Hmm. No, I couldn't be there because that had to be for Dean. They needed Dean to be in the middle of the ring and the confetti falling and he got his title shot. That was for him. You want to talk about conspiracies? Nobody, where was I? The most time I was away from Fight Society. I think nobody was answering their phone. That's what was happening. I told you I was forgotten about. Now that I'm back, guy that looks like me, acts like me, doesn't seem like they want me on top. Troy, you weren't forgotten about. In fact, mm. I was on every damn broadcast bringing up your name and saying how, hey, this was the championship that Troy yeah. Ward snapped his wrist That for. sounds great, but who listens to you? Well, hopefully anybody listening to this podcast, so you mm. can get your twisted message out because apparently it's a conspiracy th- we're going to have to move on. I'm, I'm just going to say, as an objective broadcaster, I'm not going to buy into this conspiracy. And we're, and we're not going to peddle it. We're just going to move on. Generous. Go ahead. You, we'll, we'll go back to the night you broke your wrist against Patrick Hayes, a 30-minute last man standing match. You could say classic. I would say that. It was a classic match. Absolutely. Classic. That sounds right. One of the best matches in Fight Society history. One of the matches that I believe. How about Pittsburgh history? I don't know why we're saying Fight Society history. I don't know why we're going to limit it. I would go with Pittsburgh history, uh, Western Pennsylvania, uh, Tri-State, East Coast Wrestling, whatever you want to put it under. I think it fits. 
You and Troy go back and forth. It was mm-hmm. 30 minutes. You broke your wrist less than five minutes into that matchup. Mm-hmm. So all your gripes aside, which you have rightful gripes, you do deserve a title shot. Mm-hmm. But take me back to that night when you when you you knew you knew you were hurt. Obviously, when you get injured that early in a matchup, how did how did your game plan change? What was going through your mind? When you can see, here's what I was in a fight, and when you're in a fight, things like that happen. You have to go in. You have to expect that you're going to get hurt. Now I didn't expect to have my wrist broken five minutes into the match. But I knew as soon as it happened, I'm just going to have to fight harder. I'm going to have to fight dirtier. I'm going to have to be more vile than I had and even plans of being. And as you can see from the end of that match, I was. Well, you took a brain buster off the top mm. and continued. Happens. You uh, a, a dreaded Russian leg sweep on the on the floor. And, and, of course, for anybody that wants to go back and watch that match in its entirety, it is available at wrestling.us to uh, view that matchup. But let's talk about the injury. You knew you were hurt. What was the process like getting diagnosed, the surgery to repair that injury, the prognosis? Did you have any doubts? Take us through that process. So I was injured that Saturday, surgery that Friday. I was at the doctor's the very next day, orthopedics, twice that week. Surgery scheduled for that Friday, just the first surgery. What was the official injury? Uh, It was a broken and dislocated wrist, both bones, broken. Doctor said it was like a bomb went off of my hand. So I went in surgery that Friday, left the hospital that Sunday. Hospital, three days. Offer the Fight Society Championship in every single day, the entire surgery, all the pain, absolutely worth it. So I'm going to ask you this. After, after that 16 16- years... Doctor, professional athletes. I'm I'm aware of it. Football, baseball, all these athletes in Pittsburgh. He works on them. Never saw anything like this, and I don't think he ever saw anybody recover like this either. It's almost like there's no one else like me. Well, patting yourself on the back certainly seems to be one of your favorite activities, but it's not only my back. I'm aware of that. Now you had plates and screws put in, but you also had to have a second surgery, as you alluded to, to get those plates and screws removed. At any point during the two surgeries that you had, the recovery time and all that, did you have any doubt that you wanted to continue your career? No, there were no doubts. After the first surgery, you know, we didn't know there was going to be any type of compl- complications involved. And that's why I thought it was really convenient for Dean Radford, as soon as it was announced that I had to get surgery, that he just jumped on and took the title from me. Yeah, there were some complications, but that was unknown at the time. And yeah, I did have to get a second surgery. That's all behind us now. I know you want to go back into the past and talk about what happened. What, well, where does your to wrist stand moment. today? You want to talk about today. Where does your wrist stand today? I don't know if you've heard. I don't know what type of podcast this is, but you've heard this is reinforced. You heard this is a reinforced Dean Radford bitch beater. You've seen it in action. I think you have pretty good understanding where this lies. You saw it going across the face of Dean Radford, face of Shirley Doe, uh, Ma, Mala. It's not Malachi. Malik, the guy tonight, you'll see it tonight. Well, I don't know why you you're know getting what? upset at me. I'm giving you a platform. Ah, that's the things you're saying. You wanted people to listen to you, and that's what we're doing here on this podcast. If it was just me, though. I think I would make it a lot better. I'm about ready to let you just talk, Troy. Mm-hmm. It's clear where you've That'd got gripes nice. about everybody and everything. Yeah. If you were treated like me, you would, too. I mean, I know life hasn't treated you well, but... Troy, I've been one of your biggest supporters. 
for what you do in the ring, not for what you do outside the ring. I don't know. You might be, you might enjoy some of the stuff I do outside of the ring. I don't know. You want to, you want to, you want to blindside everybody. You want to cheap shot everybody. That's your business. Cheap shot everybody. We're here to talk about. You think I felt cheap shot when I get the notification? Notification pops up on the phone. Big announcement. Sorgatron Media. Anthony Radford sitting there with my title. You don't think that's blindsided? You don't think they contacted me first? Do, do you think? No. It, do you think it was? Do you think it was all personal? Are we still going with this conspiracy theory that it was fight society? Oh, it doesn't get any personal. This is personal as it gets. We're at the top. But you and Dean have known each other, as you said, all the way back into your training days with T. Ranchel. Mm. You and Dean Radford broke in together. I, I'm not. I'm not going to to uh, try to sh- shatter your bravado uh, here. But you and Dean Radford were friends for several years. I think even you can acknowledge that at this point. I had a friend named Dean once. Do, do you sincerely believe... a lot believe, of friends once, you know? Do they're you not, sincerely believe... all around now. Yeah. Do you sincerely believe that someone that was your friend for decades would conspire against you for that championship? You tell me. You're the one watching all the shows, right? You're sitting up high looking down watching everything. What's it look like to you? I think... It's you, really convenient, isn't it? It's really convenient I haven't gotten a one-on-one title shot yet. That's odd, right? Nobody's beating me for the title, but I don't get a shot. Who makes that? What what commissioner bullshit makes that? Who do we get to do that? Well, you can do talk you know? to Paul Atlas because he, he's the guy with the stroke around here. Talking to Paul Atlas would be worse than wrestling a half hour with a broken wrist. We'll move forward. Last month here at the Battlegrounds, when after the main event, Doe successfully defended his Fight Society Championship in a scramble matchup. It was complete chaos all over the building. Doe and Dean Radford were in the ring. You decide to pop out with a hockey mask and tell Doe, Dean, and the rest of Fight Society that they had to quote-unquote run. Well, we found out what that run was, and it was someone you're very familiar with, someone that the Pittsburgh wrestling world is very familiar with, one of the most accomplished champions, a real, a real pillar of Pittsburgh wrestling. You could wrestling. almost say a founding father, didn't yeah, well, you? Well, you could say that too. Yeah. Jimmy Vegas. So I'm going to ask you point blank. What was your motivation for bringing Jimmy Vegas into the Fight Society? And how long did you have this plan hatched? Because clearly you knew something that the rest of us didn't. Someone let Vegas into the back door. Someone put this plan together. So you tell me, what is Jimmy Vegas doing in Fight Society? Someone did put this plan together. It sounds like a really smart guy put this plan together, doesn't it, Jimmy? I'd say so. See, you saw how that fight... You've seen how this has all gone down. Everyone, Fight Society, trying to hold me back. It goes all the way to the top, all the way at the bottom. Everyone in between holding me back, doing what they can to make sure... That Troy Lords isn't on top, and Dean Rafford's right in the middle of it. You saw that match? It should have been me against Shirley Doe. One-on-one. I need my rematch for my title, but no, it was a scramble match. Whole locker room's in there. Dean Rafford's in there, who, by the way, cost me that match. So I'm just supposed to go, go through and let all this happen? I can't have somebody watching my back? No, that would be unfair, huh, if I had somebody watching my back. Well, you mm. certainly don't need somebody to, to, to blindside Doe or Dean or anybody else. Fight, Fight Society was founded on challenges. Fist ups, throw down is more than just a moniker. Jimmy Vegas. That's a challenge for anybody, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Jimmy Vegas, one of the most accomplished veterans in Pittsburgh wrestling history. 
So I'm going to ask you, what what can we expect from both Jimmy Vegas and Troy Wards going forward? You can expect it all. You can expect me getting my title back. You can expect Dean Rafford, if he doesn't do what the man says, if he's not going to run, if he's going to square up, thrust up, throw down, he's going to go down to Jimmy Vegas. And everyone else, they're going to fall in line as well. When, when things are all said and done for, for Troy Wards, when you finally decide to hang up the boots, and I've said it, for, and you can go back to listen to all the broadcasts on IndieWrestling.us. I've said it several times. You are one of the most underrated athletes in Pittsburgh wrestling history. Oh, you're finally right. I knew it was going to happen. We go long enough, you're going to say something that I agree with. When, when you decide to call it a career, what, what do you want fans and the Pittsburgh wrestling world to remember the most about Troy Wards? I just say that, like that I care about the fans, that I care about the Pittsburgh wrestling world. Now, clearly you care about promoting yourself, so that's, that's what we're going to do here. I don't think there's going to be any way, once I'm done, once I do all the things that I've planned in my head, everything that I'm after, I don't think it's going to be possible for anybody in the Pittsburgh wrestling scene for you, anyone in the fight society, anyone in wrestling in general, to ever forget me. Okay, and to wrap things up here, I'm going to give you one final question, give you one final stand. What is more important to you right now? Is it this personal rivalry with Dean Radford or getting that championship away from Shirley Doe? A man that you know you have a lot of uh, history with as well. History with, I've gone to war with, and I've gone to war against Shirley Doe. Yeah, you could say we have a little history. But the way I see it right now, the two are intertwined. I'm going to take my title back. I'm going to remove Dean Radford, not from Fight Society. Dean Radford, you've had about 13. We're going to go on your 14th and your last. This is going to be your last retirement. The matches we're having, what we're going through right now, this is the Dean Radford retirement tour. Come see him while you can. I'm going to take my title, and I'm going to take Dean Radford out. Are there any other surprises we can expect from Troy Wards? Jim, that's the thing about a surprise. You don't say what they're going to be. You just got to watch. It's called a surprise. So propaganda will continue. So what we've really gotten out of this, let's, let's recap one second before we wrap this up. We'll take it home. You sincerely believe that the Fight Society has a conspiracy against Troy Lords. You don't care about your friendship with Dean Rafford, despite knowing the man for decades. No, I don't care about the ego, egomaniac that is Dean Rafford. He says he came back, so he wanted his kids to see what he could do. They've heard about him. They heard everything that he did. He wanted to come back and show them. He wanted to leave a legacy for himself. All he wants to do, and he climbs up there and everyone's... Everyone's clapping, and he could say that he was in the Beast Brawl. He was in it to honor his cousin, the Beast. He was in it for himself. Everything that he does is for himself, to feed that massive swollen head, that giant ego that he has. So even when we were together, I don't think it was ever about our friendship. It was always about him. And yeah, if he wants it to be about him, I'll make it about him. All right, well, clearly you've covered enough ground here. And I believe that as disjointed as this was, but I knew I knew it was going to be coming in here with Troy Wards because we don't get any direct answers on anything. But certainly, Troy, you've made an impact. You will continue to make an impact. 
And for everyone listening to us here on the Fight Society podcast, make sure to check back. We're going to have guests continuously here talking about all the happenings that are going on here in the Fight Society. Troy, I guess I will thank you for your time. Might as well thank me for it because I can never get it back. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.